0: He's seen me with the tissues out. God, those <laughs> what thinking. Looking at pictures of dogs. Oh. So, so. <laughs> and I could tell, like, he was trying to get out there as quickly as possible. <laughs> I would too, if I thought you were cranking one out over a dog. <laughs> Picture this. The year is 2030. Greta Thunberg is being put in charge of a global government to tackle climate change. She's a year into a term now, and she's going, do you know what, no one cares about climate change. No one's doing anything. No one's changing anything. I'm fed up here. Sod it. Nukes. All right? She clicks the big red button. Nukes. You've got 24 hours left to live. How are you spending your last day?
1: (laughs) 24 hours before impending doom, basically. Exactly,
0: yeah. How are you spending that time? Because you're not gonna you're not gonna sleep for eight hours during that time i although knowing you you might take a nap i guess i don't know but <laughs> how are you gonna spend that time what can you possibly do do you just go around and be like a murderer and start killing people <laughs> i don't think i've got that in my locker you Now i don't know what would i do
1: because you become, you spend you it become with the, the psychopath
0: people. next door possibly you yeah <laughs>
1: we've come full circle I want to know how she's how she's got into that position of power with that temperament of hers honestly it sounds like she couldn't wait to hit that nuke button Um, what am I doing she's angry well you'd obviously want to spend it with the people that you love not to be too icky would you go to like old towers or what no I hate roller coasters that's a fact (laughs) I once threw up I was about what was I old about about 18 went to Drayton Manor and threw up on a Ben 10 themed child's roller coaster (laughs) which it it just took me by surprise because you went round once and it was lovely, and then anybody that's been on this roller coaster will tell you it's not where it ends. It starts going backwards. Oh, God. and I can't sit if I'm on a train. I have to have a forward-facing seat. Do you? Because if I travel backwards, I get travel sickness. Yeah, yeah. I get travel sickness. So that, that I had no idea that roller coaster did that. And so as an eighteen-year-old, you threw over,
0: up on a Ben Ten roller coaster over the side of
1: it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's probably the, most, probably the most embarrassing theme park trip since Will McKenzie in us, where he was <laughs> shouting at people. We're shouting people at Down syndrome. This day is definitely starting off with a full English. Really? Uh, Warts and all. I'm having everything. Yeah, I'm having everything. I'm having everything on there. Big, fat, full English I'm having. Right? <laughs> no, no beans. Nobody's going to tell me how to live my life. No beans. Well, remember, no mushrooms either. Don't be like a full English. Hash browns, black pudding. Slap that on there. Tomatoes, Would you have a croissant bacon, on the sausage. side? Perhaps no, that comes after. That comes after. Uh, that comes at about 11-ish. I am having a black coffee and a class bam. A cig as well. Why not? Why not? Why not have a sig? Why not have a sig? i absolutely. tasted lovely with ahead. the coffee and everything. So yeah. You've got nothing to do. I don't lose. care about the lungs, do I? We're being we're being nuked. We're being nuked. What I've been doing recently, I've been watching a lot of um Gary Neville's best bits on YouTube. <laughs> and I really enjoy those. I'm I'm at peace. I'm at peace when I'm watching Gary and Jamie Carragher sparring. So I definitely get down to that watch YouTube video. And then Obviously, you go out for a few pints, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, I mean, I what think, else I think can you get do? a big group of your mates this together? Is the thing. Like, what's mean, everyone else, it's not be gonna be, up to? no one's
1: gonna be working, not, are they? Do you know what I mean? Nobody's gonna be celebrating either. There's not gonna be big mass events, are they? You know, I'm not gonna, there's not gonna be any gigs on any football, and it's gonna be pretty, shit, um, with that at the back of your mind. But I do that probably I don't know you could go to a beach couldn't you or something I don't know got into surfing this summer so I'd probably I probably do that you know you just so not be bothered about
0: embarrassing myself just surf for a bit this um, is the cool. thing though if if she's nuking the place there's gonna be some pretty big waves there's gonna be like a tsunami <laughs> or two so you are gonna catch a few of those waves so I, I can see where you are come um, from there. But I don't know I'd ride what. them out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what can you do, though? Last day on earth. Like, what can you actually it's, do? Because it's, it's just going to be a depressing day, isn't it? It's a big question with boring permutations,
1: because I think we're at our happiest when we're just doing what we enjoy. And if you're living a happy life, you're doing what you enjoy every day. Mm. So it would just be a pretty much a normal day just with a catastrophic ending. I mean, I'd love to sit here and say, you know what I'll do, I'll save the world. I think in a fight between me and Greta, I think Greta gets me hands down. To be with you. <laughs> you know, how would you fight Greta Thunberg? Where would you go? Go on. There's a there's a question for you. I just tackle
0: I think. <laughs> i will take her by surprise while You're she's doing 16? one of her speeches. No, she's 18. <laughs> oh, this is 2030, so goes... she's 30 now. <laughs> there goes Greta. She's groaning on again. <laughs> no, I'd rugby tackle tackler <laughs> and then get in a headlock yeah. like that. Well, <laughs> I mean, You've thought about this. <laughs> I was thinking, would I just spend the day digging, just like try and create an underground bunker, get a few people together, and go, Do you know what, we might survive this. Let's. got a spade out. Come on. And Now it's like holes or whatever that film. <laughs> <Just> there digging. <laughs> There's a movie idea in there.
1: I think exactly. It's a race against the clock, especially with your arms. <laughs> i not sure I'd you'd
0: make it. I, well, I reckon I would. Be I'd naked. be there digging. You'd, you'd get a few people that would have, you know, like big diggers and stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, you'd have to, you know, know people. ACB. Exactly. ACB. Exactly. And you'd get, you know, there'd be a few thousand of you because you're trying to survive it. So we'll all be digging for 24 hours until that nuke goes off. That's not a bad idea, actually. I went on this. I'm too busy fucking surfing. I'm the fat better <laughs> use I am. <laughs> you're I mean, you're, I'm just digging. you're I smoking get me. I'll be and the... surfing. I'm I'll
1: digging. Be the... Doesn't that us up? Doesn't that summer's up there. <laughs> um yeah get me in that fucking bunker actually I want to be- I went in on this plan you're a genius You're, a genius. you're, Any- you're- everything I've ever said about you take it back <laughs> you've sort of resided yourself to
0: death whilst I'm looking for solutions that's what I'm doing I'm I thinking hate. I can mold this world how I want it
1: <laughs> I'm dying but I'm having a good time yeah I? full English world's ending what's your answer full English you have to a Cigarette. full English go for it go for a surf Go for a surf and what what's some Gary Neville? Gary Neville's best bits. Hey, he'd be good. I'd have Gary Neville would be digging. Yeah, he'd definitely a be guy, digging. Passionate guy. Got his finger on the pulse on many issues. He'd be there, would be at the front. Um, Wouldn't call for um Greta to be sacked yeah <laughs> yeah we've all been there though if I'd had a yeah. big red button I think I'd have nuked the planet about five six times now
0: it'd be tempting wouldn't oh. it I mean why are you making it red make it a different color red sort of like it's asking <laughs> to be pressed isn't it you don't want to accidentally press it though <laughs> yeah there goes my
1: beige there goes my beige button oh shit <laughs>
0: um one thing I was thinking about in the shower hashtag shower thoughts um would you ever I I hashtag it? Would you ever try any form of psychedelics? Mm. Well, like mushrooms and shit like that. Yeah, just stuff that sort of messes with your mind a little bit and just makes you perceive mm. things a bit differently. Because, you know, some some people go to these sort of places around the world and they go, you know, try these psychedelics or whatever. And it gives mm. them a new perspective on life. It opens them up. It, yeah. you know, they see things. Would you ever give that a whirl? Give it a go? I I think I'm quite an introspective. Person as it is,
1: you know, do meditation and mindfulness and whatnot. I was speaking to somebody actually the other week in the Q for a club, and they were talking about their experience on psychedelics. And he was describing to me because obviously never done them, don't know that many people that have, don't know that much about the effects. But he was saying about how he would look at colours on a wall while he was under the influence, and they'd start moving and letters and everything. That's too much stress for me. I don't like that. But do you not Nor think it quite interesting don't need to them. have
0: your sort of mind shapes and see a different perspective? And, you know, apparently this, they use similar compounds that are produced when, I don't whether it's when, when people die or whether it's when animals die. Like there's a certain like thing that's produced when people die and that's put into the psychedelic or something. I'm not an expert on this, but like, apparently it's supposed to <laughs> give you almost like um, visions of what it might be like to die and that kind of thing. I have, and it gives you epiphanies. Would that not be interesting? Do I, want,
1: do I want to see that, though? Do I want to see Maybe. what it's going to be like to die? No. Although, to be fair, the idea of, so as you say, that some people travel for this. Mm-hmm. I think the idea of going to a far-flung tropical paradise, you know, get me to Bali or whatever. Boos I'll cruise. do anything there. Boos, <laughs> or two for one cocktails. I'd do anything there, though. When in Bali, you know, when you're abroad, you do anything. The amount of shit, the amount of Greek dancing I've done across the course of my life, because we used to go to Greece most summers. The amount of Greek dancing I've done with women and everything—oh, they love it! Greek dance, do you? What do you do? I've been known to—I've been known to you get in a big circle, one person, usually the most keen person, which is usually me, because I'm Mm -hmm. living at this point. Too much ouzo, bam! Shots,
0: drunk on feta cheese.
1: They put (laughs) them—they put them on the floor in a ball, and this has happened to me countless times. Right, you're dancing in a circle. They line the circle with petrol, and then circle you in petrol as well. Oh, hang on, whoa, oh, hang on. on. What are you doing, well, getting danced well, in petrol? I don't, I have no idea why they do it. I think it's just for the spec. They're Greek as well. Nothing. This is what I mean. Nothing makes sense abroad. It's perfect. Uh, the sun must go to their heads. So you get everybody's in a circle. They're dancing around, right? And you've seen the Greek dancing as you can go step to step, side to side, with your arms out around each other. You're in a in a ball, in the circle, and they have to leap over you. Right. Hey, and then they go, hey, when they're doing it, and it's absolute madness. So they're, they're jumping over you. I'm getting like flip flops in my back because, you know, there's some women, you know, some middle aged women abroad that can't jump over you. <laughs> and then the music stops and everybody stops moving. And I'm still there, held up in a ball, surrounded by. You're getting a face full of, of genitalia
0: as they leap and over then, you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting like, a, I'm getting a foot in the side of me. I'm getting, yeah, that sweat everywhere or whatever. And as if it's not mad enough, they then light the petrol fluid, and what? it lights I mean, around the what if it lights it's... around the circle, and then lights around the circle around you, and it's amazing, amazing. And then everybody starts smashing plates. To but the what if they've accidentally got a bit on you? There's no such thing as health and safety abroad. <laughs> What's um, the point you, do of anything? you get roped into anything because it's a spectacle you're putting on a show. To link back to the original point, if I'm abroad, I don't know what I'm doing. I can be doing anything. I don't need psychedelics <laughs> with the
0: situations I get roped into. I'm mad, I'm mad enough without the gear. I'm telling you. Another thing I wanted to touch on, and we, we were on about doing an episode. In fact, this was the original first episode we were on about filming. And we were, it was going to be the meaning of life, death. And I think... <laughs> Love as well. We won't, we won't touch on love. We'll do that on like a Valentine's special or something like that. But I do want to touch on the the meaning of life. What do you think it is? Mm-hmm. And death and everything in between. Because, you know, I always think, right, we talk about psychedelics and perhaps this is where you, a lot of people get sort of thoughts about life and death from psychedelics. So it's sort of like a, it's almost like I'm trying to create sort of a, a narrative here, but I, I want to sort of Good talk luck. about... Good luck. <laughs> I'll try my best. Um <laughs> but uh i mean for me this this concept that we're here for like you know 90 years let's say if you're lucky and it all just goes we go off into nothingness supposedly or maybe there is something else but what if this is just it what if this Mm. is just just me and you chatting on a podcast and then that's it people don't ever get this ever again unlucky
1: yeah i mean these particular episodes everybody's lucky because because they're going to be here on YouTube forever, hopefully, for as long as people are around. And Spotify, I know we're on Apple as well. We're Lucky Apple them. But yeah, you're right. I think it's quite a comforting thought. I wouldn't, after, you know, say you exist for 90 years, 90 years of living, I've had 23, you know, 90 years of living, that's more than enough. If I die and I make it and there's some kind of afterlife, I'm turning up and I'm like, come on. I've expended all of my effort on earth. I don't want to have to live in heaven. Although, would it be hell? Who knows? No. Um,
0: <laughs> I don't know. Right, Maybe some sort one. of like mid-level. Mid
1: well, I'm, I'm anything but average, though. I don't think mid-anything no. for me. One or the other. One or the other.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I just couldn't be asked. Could you be asked with living again? The beauty of life is that it's finite. And that's the whole that's thing. True. You know, if it wasn't, I could sit, watch Netflix for 50 years. It wouldn't mean anything. Be meaningless. Pointless. Because yeah. there's always tomorrow.
1: I'd just be napping all the time. Just be would. all the time. Just one constant nap. Um,
0: yeah, it's it's just it's one
1: of those things, isn't it? I mean, can you imagine being like, oh, your family member's dying or whatever? And I'm thinking I'm getting solace from the fact that they're at peace. Can you imagine if you're like, well, that's them confined to the fiery depths of hell forever. <laughs> it's not very nice, is it? Yeah, burn burning it's just not for the nice. eternity. <clears throat> See ya. You know, enjoy. enjoy. Say hi to Margaret Thatcher from me. <laughs> <laughs> How's Maggie doing? Yeah. <laughs> She's hot. She's
0: hot. She's hot.
1: Uh, hey, don't don't clip that don't clip that out of context. But yeah, I think here's a question that stumps at all people, and I'm just gonna turn the tables and ask you a question. Go for it. What makes you happiest in life? One one thing, one thing. Obviously, it's a whole kind of cocktail of things. What's like the one thing that you strive for though that mm. makes you
0: happiest? What makes what's what makes me happiest in life? This is yeah, the thing exactly. that I don't think there is one thing. I think happy oh. is an it's an emotion, really, as, mm. as a result of something, isn't it? so I don't uh, happiness is not something I feel on a regular basis I tend to feel like content instead because that happiness is like almost equivalent to joy and that kind of feeling Hmm. um so I don't know if there is a singular thing that just makes me happy I mean I was looking forward to filming this like this oh oh, that means a lot yeah I was looking forward to filming this this is probably one one of my highlights of the week I'd say it's one of the things I sort of well, you know, it's, okay. it's great to sort of air my Blushing. thoughts and it's all right chatting with Blushing. you as well, I guess. Um, <laughs>
1: but
0: but um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if, if there's a singular thing. There's just sort of little things along the way. Do you not
1: find yourself, because obviously there's like a positive reinforcement mechanism with like happiness. Do you not find yourself striving for that? And right? in, in, when you wake up every day, you're thinking, I'm doing this and I'm doing this because it makes me happy. And it can be something as menial as like doing work, but because you're doing work, you're being productive, and being productive makes you happy. Type thing, you know what I mean? Like, is yeah, that I, thing that you're striving for.
0: Yeah, I do get what you mean. I mean. I, I just kind of want to make, as long as I'm waking up and doing what I love to do, that's kind of, for me, yeah. like my main goal. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I the life I'm trying to sort of build at the moment is one which is centered around things that I enjoy doing, like this podcast, yeah, yeah. for example, like making YouTube videos, rather than yeah. sort of just doing things because, well, someone says I have to go get a job, that kind of thing. Yeah. The idea of working for somebody else's dream has just never really like it's never sort of made me excited or made me want to get out of bed you know I'd much rather fail if I am going to fail I'd much rather fail at doing something I enjoy than I mean you could fail at someone else's dream can't you like in in a job so like I'd much rather it be something that I care about and Mm -hmm. you know hopefully somewhere along the way you might be able to turn it into you know a living and that kind of thing um but I'd much rather work at doing that even if it doesn't come to anything Mm but that for me that's that's what happiness is it's sort of striving to at least try you know at least attempt to do something yeah.
1: happiness on a professional level i suppose because it's quite important to you to be in control of your own destiny and to make your ventures on youtube and whatnot work
0: yeah but it mean, also links into other aspects of life as well like for example um you know being healthy and that kind of thing for me that's one of the most important things uh for it's
1: something as well isn't it that you can't be blamed for taking for granted health i think because it's one of those things that at this age is just in the background and you take it for granted because you expect to be healthy most people our age are but i had it and i've told this story thousands of times
0: man oh go on tell it again everybody, like, everybody, every,
1: everybody that knows me knows this story but obviously i was in i think it must have been year 11. i got this tightness in my chest that i'm feeling for no apparent reason you know when i like lay down i feel this tightness in my chest i was like i go to the dogs so he uh sent me to see a cardiologist to check the cardiovascular system or whatever. But there's a cock up in the system and I end up accidentally seeing a pediatrician instead. So he goes to his pediatrician and he's like, oh, we'll do all the, the tests that you do. So blood pressure was done. Um, ECG was done. So that's like the little heart rate monitor one. Mm-hmm. And then also an electrocardiogram, which is basically like a 3D x-ray of your heart. And you can see it in, in real time. So that's pretty bizarre. felt like as a footballer having like a medical before like a big <laughs> transfer or whatever. Well, like I was going to go into the next room and they're going to like hold, going to give me a shirt that I'm going to have to hold yeah. up and pose with and smile <laughs> with you. Yeah, there you go. But then I go into the to see the doctor and he's like, it's a bit shifty. I remember thinking he's actually much shifty. And he's like, you're going to have to go out again and do the, the blood pressure test because it hasn't worked properly. I'm like, okay, fair enough. But this, it turns out, was just a false pretense to get me out of the room. So the doctor to speak to my mum one-on-one, what was said, who knows, leave the room, come back in. And I'm off school, a couple of weeks pass, and I'm off school and it's my birthday. And it was a complete coincidence, complete mm-hmm. coincidence, letter comes through the post, I open it, and they've made, that this doctor has made a preliminary diagnosis. So I'm thinking, oh, thank God, they can medicate against it or whatever. So it says, oh, I'd like to make a preliminary diagnosis of this, blah, blah, blah. So I'm fist pumping. I'm like, come on, they finally realise what it is. And I Google it. And the first thing that I see is um, typically um, from the onset of the diagnosis, people with this disorder live for five years, max. What? And my ass fell out. Five years, max.
0: Um, <laughs> You've got a couple of I years like, to go then, if that. I was like, I was,
1: yeah, <laughs> I should be dead. I should oh, be should gone. I should be dead. But like, but I was like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck? I ran my mum, I was like, what's going on? And obviously she'd known about it for two weeks because that's what he told her when I left the room under false pretenses. That's what he told her, which is completely against the Hippocratic Oath. But wait, answer. wait. So, um, so
0: hang on. So he told her when you weren't in the room that you had about five okay. years left to live. No, he just said, we
1: think he's got this. And then my mum Googled it when she got home. She's like, fucking hell. Because he was saying, like, we think he's got this. But because it's a preliminary diagnosis... Um, don't tell school and everything because uh, they want to send loads of chocolates and flowers. I'm thinking, if I'm dying, I'm wanting to receive chocolates and flowers. And I want all the chocolates <laughs> and flowers chocolates. I
0: can get. Exactly.
1: So we go then. We go then to see the cardiologist we went to see in the first place, Doctor Jamie Oliver. By the way, no word no. for a lie. Jamie Oliver, multi-talented, um, obviously. Yeah. Not just the naked. Not just the naked chef, Jamie Oliver. <laughs> and they perform the exact same tests and sit me down, and he says. I don't know what that doctor's on about. You're as fit as a fiddle, because I was like running like five Ks and things like that at this time in like, my spare time. So my cardiovascular health was actually you know pretty good. I think he used the term that um, he seems to be talking out of his ass, which is <laughs> <laughs> which is going to stick with me forever. Medical terminology me forever. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Professional. Anus. Professional. Talking out of his anus. Yeah. <laughs> talking out of anus <laughs> <laughs> but because they were like. Two weeks between the appointment with the paediatrician and the cardiologist, I had about two weeks of thinking that I was going to die. So I got quite a complex relationship with mortality, where it was basically kind of like, I suppose, if it happens, if it happens, if it comes, it comes. Like I was, it's really weird. And obviously, yeah. then, like perspective-wise, everything changes because if you have like two weeks, it's quite a long time to think that you could be on the verge of death, nothing really that follows that can ever compare in terms of perspective. So I could be having the worst day ever. I'm thinking, but at least they're not dying, you know, like it's it's really weird. You're kind of invincible from that point on because it is all about relativism and your perspective on things. And if I say if you nothing prepares you better for your life than if you go through the toughest stage of your life when you're like 16, 17, 18. And there's other Mm -hmm. stuff that I went through that I'm sure we'll talk about on other podcasts as well. And that we've that I've kind of referred to before, you know, the running away from, from home thing and the mental health issues there. But if you truly like hit rock bottom, have some seriously intense experiences at that age. Nothing in later life really compares. Like I'm not gonna wake up, read my emails, and see that I've been rejected from a for a job, you know, for some faceless corporation that would pay, well, you know, money-wise, you know, a little grad job or something. Mm-hmm. I'm never gonna be that overly bothered about it. It just doesn't rank in the same kind of stratosphere that like. Being on the verge of death, does you know? Like for yeah. like two weeks, I was like wallowing, being like, "Why me? Why me?" I just remember like laying on the sofa, being like, "Why me?" I just want to so know who this dodgy doctor
0: is. Has he been struck off?
1: Well, no. So there's more on that. So basically, like, I was like done with it. I'm sure I could have sued them. You know? Oh yeah, probably. probably. Yeah, you'd think so for the for the trauma. But I was like, no, let's move on from it or whatever. No need. <laughs> but my mum googles him, right? She googles him. And he'd been struck off before, get this for manslaughter. Oh <laughs> so he's being let happened, back in. What had happened? Yeah. So what happened in the early noughties oh. is that he'd been he really stricken. He'd-, <laughs> he'd been struck off because he'd actually this is, this is so bizarre. He'd prescribed his patients too much morphine, too much morphine. So there's like three or four patients that had died because on the prescription he wrote the wrong number. I don't know whether he just added a zero. You know, he took kind of creative license and was like, well, you know, is that a zero on that? You know, take take 100 take hundred grams instead of 10 grams a day or something, I don't know. But he'd been struck off and it was, on, it was on the BBC News and everything. I don't know whether he'd served his jail time or whether he was acquitted or something. I don't know. But from what I saw, he was still obviously kind of like incompetent, whether he was culpable for the morphine thing or not. I don't know why he was on the the register. And send it, like sending me out to tell my mum Like, that's against all the rules and and whatever. But it's just a great shame, I think, because, like, I wasn't meant to actually see him. It wasn't a pediatrician. (laughs) He's got nothing to do with it. He doesn't know, you know, he's fuck all about the cardiovascular system. And we were seeing him when he was pontificating. Yeah, I think he's got this, you know. Just uh, making up. You know, just bandying around. Just bandying around these... these disorders or whatever willy-nilly
0: um (laughs) willing but i I don't get how how is he still working in the nhs our nhs
1: all i remember from it is i spoke about it with my mum multiple times since and he was a big guy who was struggling to breathe himself and my mum was like i don't know i don't know how he can sit there and lecture people on cardiovascular disorders when he's sitting there struggling to catch a breath surely you can see what i mean like nothing that would ever happen since then and since the other stuff that happened when i was like 17 18 when I dropped out of like six one nothing can really compare that happens nowadays touchwood can really compare to that so it's a really interesting exercise in gratitude and relativism
0: I think you know it puts things into perspective really, doesn't it it, allows it explains you to, my outlook yeah allows you to be able to do that but I mean a lot I think a lot of people nowadays are looking for Uh, sort of like a meaning to their life I feel like there's there's a lot of lost people nowadays that are looking for sort of meaning and like Mm. their purpose and that kind of thing and sort of wake up not really know where they fit in in society or socially or what they want to do as a job that kind of thing is there is there a meaning of life or is it different for everyone yeah it does it depend on you know is is it your meaning that you have to put on life I think
1: the meaning of life is just to exist isn't it and people just being in different ways. Like you're living a futile life, I think, if you're waking up every morning and you're thinking,
0: why am I here?
1: Like, that's quite nihilistic, isn't it? Why am I here? What am I doing here? What's my purpose here? I mean, your purpose in life is to exist and to enjoy yourself and to pursue things that make you happy. I think it's as simple, it's literally as simple as that. And it differs for different people because different things make different people happy. Some people love nothing more than curling up in bed, reading a book. Right. And that's how they recharge their batteries and that's how they want to live their life or whatever. And that's that's OK. It's fine. I can't relate to that. I love like socialising and that's how I live my life. Even like materialistic things like you want to spend your money on buying new clothes or whatever. But the root, I don't know how effective it is, but it makes you happy, especially in the short term. It's the simplest. Is that, is that
0: you... OK? Is that a good thing to chase, though? Short term happiness or is that yeah. just pleasure? Is it not even yeah. happiness, though. Do we trick ourselves into thinking, think... oh, a new Ralph Lauren hat? 50 quid 40 quid 30 quid it's not me 50 quid 25 20 35 i can't is remember that... It was that long ago i got it <laughs> charity shop is that something yeah. that actually brings you happiness or are we convincing ourselves of it that's the thing because me is personally the thing. well no i mean sort of more more generally is this just our sort yeah. of westernized idea of the meaning of life Do we derive our meanings differently depending on where we are around the world
1: yeah, that's why I'd never lecture anybody on what the meaning of life is or what makes you happy and things like that, because it's all it's, it's inherently personal. I place a high amount of uh, happiness on expressing myself. And like we, we said before, one of those ways I express myself is through the way you dress. I think you send out some vital kind of heuristics about the type of person you are, you know. Through what the way you dress and how you carry yourself and and things like that. What are you so sending me, with,
0: with what, what what you're wearing right now? Like what's what? heuristics Are you? What
1: are you? What displaying? are you receiving from me right now? I mean, you can only see what's going on in my little Zoom square. And I mean, you can't that did I'm in my, my box as well
0: today. Just <laughs> again, you know, just to let us have a little glimpse into <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know what 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 sort of message. It's not about how I you know see it. It's about how hmm. you want to express it. I think it's that's
1: a very good question. I think that. When, if you're thinking too much about the message you're conveying, you get caught up in your head. You try too hard. I don't think about the message that I'm conveying. I look at clothes and I'm like, how would I look in that? I like the way I look in that. That suits the vibe. Bam, buy it, get it in the basket. And then you just wear it. You, it like, If you look at it and you think, yeah, wearing that would make me happy, you buy it. And then suddenly you send out those messages. If people want to, as they have done, tell me that, you know, I like the way you dress. You know, you you come across as cool. Be my guest. Obviously. Be my yeah. guest. Be my guest. Join join the queue of people that have said that. Like, mm, it just too. happens. It just happens. Whereas if I I feel like if I was thinking about it too much, that's not cool. Overthinking. It's not cool. It's is not cool being is all. being cool the sole aim? No, it's a nice kind of side effect of dressing to make you happy. It's definitely a compliment. Like, let's not play. Do you coy. want to be cool? Let's, no, but if people think I am, then I must be. So I'll take it. I tell so, you what. One of my wasn't even friends. Somebody that I was working with uh, awesome. last year, uh volunteering with, nope. said, and it's the most backhanded compliment I've ever received. She said, Toby, I thought you were really cool until I spoke to you. Absolute <laughs> 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 yeah, fucking cheek of it. So obviously, what she's saying there is like your exterior, the your, the image per se, is it's cool. But then I talk to you and I realize you're a perfectly nice person. Like if somebody if somebody's got a cool personality, they're a bit of an arsehole. Really? Is that what I'd being would want to be many is? things, but I wouldn't be an arsehole. I'd say so I'd say it's all oh, about being aloof yeah.
0: isn't it it's all about being aloof I've never I never strived for it I don't really get it to me the idea of being cool is a homogenized idea that we have as a society of yeah. people know people are cool do this people are cool do that why would I want to be like everyone else that's to me just like following the herd of everyone else's mentality of cool looks like this right well I don't want to do what everyone else is doing that's a lot of rubbish like just sort of doing my own thing just you know ready no, chaps just living
1: his life there's no one single idea of 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 what being cool is, though in the sense that i know that there's people at uni my union anyway that definitely they think they they might think they're, they're cool or whatever but if they go to where say where i'm from in in leeds people wouldn't think that people laugh at the way that they dress like there's no one idea of what is cool and what isn't cool and i think once you start striving to be cool I don't think, I think you lose that kind of title, don't you? Because it's not cool to actively want to be cool, is it? It's a bit, you know, you've got your priority school. It should be an effortless thing that you happen to stumble upon. I think buying clothes or buying new clothes, at least, is something that makes me happy in a way.
0: But does it though this is what what I'm trying to get at. Does it actually though? Or are you just collecting stuff?
1: You attach meaning and other people attach meaning to the clothes that you wear or whatever. And they don't know they're doing that's what a heuristic is a mental shortcut that people can use to inform their opinion on you to suss out who you are or whatever. And that happens subconsciously as well. Whether you know or that you're sending out these signals or not is something else. But I think if you know, or you're striving to send out these particular signals, that's when you cease to be cool. And I think if you come across as somebody that actively cares about those things too much, then that's also not cool. I just think you've got to do what makes you happy. And if people happen to think that, that oh, the hoodie you wore the other day is really nice or whatever is really cool, then fair play, so be it.
0: Yeah, I would guess I'm just sort of, you know, I just think about these concepts a lot. You know, does Don't it really shout. matter? Yeah, does it really matter what we wear? Does it really matter about being cool? Who cares? I think we're all dying. I think we're all dying right now. We're literally all dying. I think you can you can debate whether it
1: actually matters or not, but what you can't debate. Is the fact that this idea of being cool actually exists in the sense that when I said earlier, you know, the cool group in school or whatever, you knew exactly I was talking about and you know exactly what characteristics they possessed. If you're talking about like receiving a compliment, I'd much rather receive a compliment that actually refers to the nature of me and the person I am. That's something that's much more integral to, to me than say a superficial one. Like, I like your cap, well, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, thanks. You love compliments, though, don't you? You love them. I just think they're important. It's important to give them. It's important to receive them. I think it's unfortunate sometimes that the people that you should give them most to are the people that you don't.
0: Oh, a stick that on a T-shirt. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I tend to give out compliments. I very rarely get compliments, though. The only sort of compliments I get <laughs> That's are tragic. sort of... Yeah, I know. (laughs) The only compliments I get are are things like on the, you know, the comments section of the videos and stuff. In person, I very rarely get compliments, but I do try and make an effort if I think, oh, oh yeah, something nice about that person, I'll say it to them. You know, because I think it is sort of nice to give compliments where you sort of think something nice about someone. Yeah. So, but I don't. I don't tend to ever get them back. I mean, I guess <laughs> it's probably because I don't. You know, I don't really make an effort with the things that I wear. Whenever you know, a lot of people give compliments yeah. about things people wear, and I'm just sort yeah. of black T-shirt, black jeans, black but bomber a super, jacket.
1: It's a superficial compliment, though, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, I mean, you, you know, somebody say I like your hoodie or whatever, it's like well, thanks. When you, at the end of the day, though, you take it off, don't you? It's not something mm. that actually really matters. Like, I like a a bit a of material to... you've got on. Yeah, exactly. But it's a testament to your style which is nice and affirming in in a way but I think maybe the whole like I don't get compliments thing I think links to what I think about when I've seen groups of boys interacting both at uni and at school you know the kind of lads 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 friendship groups the way that they show affection is by ripping the shit out out of each other (laughs) that's how they show how close they're. they're like I'm so close to you I can slag off your hairline and get away with it you know or like, I'm so close to you, I can call your girlfriend ugly and then pass it off as banter, which I think is, is bizarre. Like, I understand it to an extent, because I understand the kind of, like, the joshing. Or like, if you're trying to flirt with somebody, you take the piss out of them a bit, you know, it's kind of like...
0: Your girlfriend's ugly. I'm not quite sure if that's sort of, like, a bit of banter. banter though, isn't it? I don't know if that's banter, that's banter. is that's it? That's banter. You've got that's an ugly banter. girlfriend. Anyway, well, I, heard,
1: you, I heard far worse in school. I had far worse in school. Because the way that boys would flirt as well, with girls. Do you remember when everybody got those injections or whatever and their arms were sore? The girls' arms were sore because it was like for cervical cancer or something. And the, I saw guys punching girls in the, the arm that they had the injections in as a, as a way of flirting. assault. assault yeah, assaulting somebody is not going to win somebody over, I don't think. It's a questionable tactic. You've tried it it just it goes didn't to work. show how some people, mainly men and boys, struggle to convey their actual emotions. And I'm a victim of it myself sometimes.
0: Oh, so you're saying that that's why people do that because they're not able to express themselves in a more civilised way, in a more sort of ordinary way. Anybody, anybody that's been to school knows that. And
1: I struggle with it myself sometimes. I'm not going not hitting people, but you know, you've got something that you want to say to somebody like you you complimented me earlier. I say, Oh, it's the highlight of my week or whatever. Well, well I don't know if it's a compliment for you. But I don't
0: know. yeah, go on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I would I would struggle to say that back. I struggle to articulate that because it's really oh, nice. But the words just couldn't leave my mouth. Just know that I'm thinking it, though. Just no, but it, it, it. also wouldn't be true, because be this, this
0: isn't your highlight of the week, is it? You've got too many other things going on. This is all I do. This is the only other human interaction I have. Of course it's my highlight of the week.
1: <laughs> no, don't don't take the shine off the compliment. I'm, I'm taking that compliment. I'm <laughs> You're
0: one it. of one, um, is what I'm saying. No.
1: <laughs> That's where I love to be, one out of one. Wipe out all the competition. No, Obviously, there are many, many, many highlights of my week, but I struggle to be that sincere. I think. I don't know why that is, without getting too deep. We've gone very deep this this, this week, haven't we? I'm enjoying it. Go Um, deep as you
0: like. I mean, we went from psychedelics to just sort of general chit-chat around life and death.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think the true meaning of life is to pursue happiness. Good to cry as well. Good to cry. It's good to be sad. I was
0: thinking about this. It's been a while since I've cried. Yeah, so when was
1: the last time you cried?
0: (sighs) I honestly, I was was thinking about this the other day. I'm really not sure. I don't know, Uh because I've got nothing against crying. I think crying is quite a nice release of emotion, (laughs) You know, film. against it. <laughs> I'm yeah. against emotions, actually. Uh, no, I'm all for it, but I don't know when the last time was. Genuinely, I can't think when it was because it's, it's very rare. I think a lot of, there's some people, or maybe quite a lot of people, it's like a weekly basis or maybe every other day, but I don't know. It's reserved to sort of like every few years, I guess. I honestly can't think when the last time was. Maybe a Is free there, a, funeral or something. You ever, ever quite a movie? I don't think so. I think the closest I've ever been is uh, in Derek when the dog gets put down. Spoiler alert! In uh, have, you, have you seen Derek the mixture Race? No, no. Show? no. Oh, you're not seen. Oh well. No, no. The dog gets put down, and it's quite an emotional moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I can't remember to be honest. Have I ever told you about the time when I was at uni and I found out my dog died? Have I told you about this? And there's no. Oh, no, right, no, okay. No, no. It's Maybe I haven't. There oh, we go. S- settle down. I was only there like, 19 days, <laughs> so I don't have many stories. <laughs> um, but it was, I remember my parents, basically, it was during the middle of the day, my parents were like, oh, um, Harry's not feeling too well. Uh, we're going to take him to the vet. So he's been a little bit strange, behaving a bit oddly. We're going to take him to the vet. I was like, OK, whatever. Like, you know, he's sometimes ill, It's not exactly that unusual. And uh, anyway, so it gets to the evening. We're in the sort of common room in the university accommodation. Everyone's like gathering there, having a few drinks, having a good time. And I remember getting a text from my dad and it just said the words, call me, that was it. <laughs> Instantly I knew, I, I, I didn't even know the severity of like my, my dog's sort of illness or anything like that. I didn't know exactly what was yeah. happened. Instantly I just knew. So I remember like going, oh God, calling my dad, like walking back to my room. It's quite a long walk as well because it's quite a big accommodation, sort of zigzagging back to my room. And like hearing him like say that the dog's passed away. And obviously it's like a member of the family. But I was in, like, a bit of shock. I was in, I don't know, I was in, I don't know maybe shock's a bit too heavy, but I didn't cry at all until the next morning. I remember waking up, like, out of bed. First thought was, literally the first thought wasn't turn the alarm off. It was Harry. Like That That was the first thought in my mind. Mm. And I remember, um, I just remember thinking, I've just got to get this emotion out. I'm just going to make, yeah. you know, get it out, because you don't, you don't want things to fester, do you? So... I thought, right, I'll sit down at my desk. I'm the only one in the room. Everyone else is at lectures. I'm just going to look at a few pictures of him, you know, <laughs> let it just sink in and let those emotions well, pass through. So you,
1: you purposefully made yourself cry for a functionalistic purpose. Like you made yourself cry just to get it out of the way. Just yeah, it tick yeah, that just get it, take the box and be like, exactly. Just get it out. Get yeah. those emotions
0: out. It's important. Don't yeah. just let them build up. Just Don't let know, let them let up, you, no. listen to a few. It's nice you know, to reflect as well. Yeah. Nice listen to, to a few songs, you know. <laughs> what um, did you put on?
1: What did you put on? What songs did <laughs> you put
0: on? <laughs> The Lewis run. He loved like, running. Louder, the dog loved running. Louder, louder, than... And that's not... That's Katy Perry. It wasn't Katy Perry. Um, I mean he let the dogs out. <laughs> anyway, so I'm sat there, like, you know, crying a little bit. Not not loads, but, you know, crying a bit, tissues or whatever, in, yeah. the, in my room by myself. And I hear a knock at the door. Knock, knock. No, not Ding, no. dong. No, I'm not bringing that back. It was a knock. <laughs> knock, knock. I'm thinking, oh, God. Anyway, I thought, I'm just going to... I'm going to leave it. <laughs> I'm not going to answer the door because obviously I'm crying. They'll they'll go anyway. Anyway, not knock again. I'm thinking, oh, God, it's probably like a friend or something. Everyone should be at lectures. Like, why are people knocking? Anyway, I don't answer again. And I just continue just, you know, at the desk. Next minute, I hear the door unlock. Door opens. I'm thinking, hang on. What's going on here? I turn around.
1: That's an invasion of privacy.
0: (laughs) I turn around. And it's the health and safety officer going around checking electric <laughs> sockets. So I'm there, like, in tears. No. <laughs> and he's like, just coming to check your plugs. And I'm like, yeah, just down there. Like, he sees me with the tissues out. God knows what he's thinking. Looking at pictures of dogs. Oh. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, just, just the plugs are just down there. Yeah. And I could tell, like, he was trying to get out there as quickly as possible.
1: <laughs> i would too if i thought you were cranking one out over a <laughs> dog
0: but he was he was like yeah that looks all he barely even looks like he was obviously like a box ticking exercise because he would go around everyone's rooms but he was literally oh. like yeah yeah it looks fine and just quickly left but i was like so embarrassing i thought oh god i, I was just hoping it'd be a friend and this go but yeah. no, health and safety guy doing checks so that i mean that <laughs> that wasn't the last time i cried by the way i'm sure i have you know I'm since then a
1: robot I'm not a robot. Yeah, I think uh, probably only
0: a few times since then. To Most funerals, you know, reserve it for then. Music always gets me at funerals, yeah.
1: especially when the song has a poignant meaning as well. It's very uh Watch that scene in actually where the kid's running through the airport, chasing down his the the girl he wants to be his girlfriend. I challenge anybody to watch that without crying because I, it's a Christmas what? Of us at home.
0: that makes you cry? Every,
1: oh. <laughs>
0: every Christmas,
1: every Christmas, I would say since I was like five or six, 15, 16 Christmases we've watched it, and every single time it makes me cry. Happy tears. You go get that girl. Go get Joanna. About go get five. Johnny. It's so sweet, though. Yeah. It's so sweet. Yeah. And Rowan Atkinson's there helping him. And, and then the he gets arrested. He does. It's the miscarriage of justice that makes me emotional there because he's done absolutely nothing wrong. Although I think that movie was just filmed after 9 11, so I think they were just um, political Yeah Extra course. I think It was 2003, wasn't it? So I think mm. they needed to kind of improve upon that security. There. we'll have to get onto to
0: Christmas they- films in uh, in the Christmas special, which people can look forward to. Actually, that's going to be a good. Yeah, we a topical
1: special. I'm, I love that. It's the most wonderful time of the year, isn't it? I've been listening to Christmas uh, songs for about a month now.
0: Have you? So, oh, it'd be nice to rarely. do it. It'd be, it'd be nice to do it without a shame. Now, um, <laughs> right. Well, I think that's. I think that's going to be everything for this week. I think we've we've touched yeah. on a lot of topics there, haven't we? Well, we were getting philo- uh, philosophical for the most of it, weren't we? I love that love deep conversation, a DMC, deep meaningful conversation. <laughs> and then we went um, and touched on crying and also everything in between. Masturbating over dogs. Exactly. That's the title. Uh, we touched upon it. <laughs> Can't wait to see your thumbnail for that. <laughs> Good up with that one. <laughs> oh god yeah we'll be back uh, next week every single monday yeah. uh, we'll be here and uh, yeah thank you all so much for listening and watching yeah. we'll see you next time
1: you cheers next time.